Are there trees on other planets? How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Hey! Hello, and welcome back to This Paranormal Life. This is the weekly comedy podcast where every Tuesday, two paranormal investigators at the peak of their game uh, dive into a different case and get to the bottom of whether it's truly paranormal or not. Can I get some energy in the room today? What are, what are you, you talking know, about? Woo! Let's just turn it up a notch. Yeah, that's like, too much because that peaked the mics. So. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, buddy! <laughs> All right. Right now, we're kind of at like a seven, and I want to be at a ten. I want to be at a ten today! Okay, how many have you had of those? You, you got, I'm seeing two <laughs> to three Diet Coke cans in front of you. Uh, two or three just so far since we started. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you for the start there. You were you were telling people I about the I think I was pretty much done. Okay, okay. Um, one interesting intro question where you're saying... How can we see our eyes if our eyes aren't real? No, how how can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? Right, I need you to understand. In fact, I need you to actually tell me why you think eyes aren't real. That's maybe a better place to start. This is uh, actually a pretty classic philosophical question. How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? First posited by philosopher Jaden Smith um, on Twitter in, I think, 2014. Right. He put that one up on Twitter and it kind of broke the internet. I hadn't heard that one. That's okay. An interesting hypothesis. Uh, someone told me this fact recently and I, I shouldn't be regurgitating it on the podcast because it sounds like it definitely isn't true. As long as it's not problematic, let's go. But they told me that if your body knew your eyes were in your head, they would kill them. All right. Sorry, who said this? I don't remember. I think it was a man in the pub. Okay. <laughs> I think I think it's something weird that they were like, your brain doesn't know that your eyes are in your skull because if it knew they were in there, it would send antibodies to kill your eyes. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know if there's follow. science behind that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we have time to Google it. I think we're going to have to move swiftly on there. But hey, there's just a little quote you can whip out of parties. You know, and some people say like, hey, do you know that like uh, cows have four stomachs? Or hey, right. do you know that the technology that once put a man on the moon is now actually the same technology in a calculator? Do you know, do you know your body? will kill your eyes if it actually finds out about them. So keep your fucking voice down. Yeah, so if you want to lose friends and alienate people, that is a great story. I'm going to look it up. You know what, I'm going to look it up because I don't appreciate being put under a microscope and and called a liar on this podcast in front of everyone There's going to, we're going to, we're in for about 20 minutes of Googling here because that search query is not going to work. I did see a good video the other day of an MRI scan of a brain and eyes and it was showing how, like, whenever eyes move, you can literally see the parts of the brain that are moving them. They were making the point that eyes are basically just a bit of your brain that's outside your head. Is that real? Is that right? I could show you the video. It's quite creepy looking. That's terrifying. Okay, there is something here. <laughs> there is something here. Uh, I believe that there is a, there is a type of... Uh... A philosopher known as Brexit Barry uh, <laughs> said... I, th- I think this was, to be fair, the person who told me this, I think, was someone at the magic convention I was at uh, on the weekend. Right, after and they, a number of pints of Stella. They said you can get a uh, an immune disease or an autoimmune disease. That means your body starts attacking your own eyes once it realizes that they're in your head. I don't know if that's I, the science. <laughs> is your brain realize that your eyes are in your head? Like, what does that mean? Like, as opposed to where else? Where else would they be? Where does your brain think the eyes are? I'm not a scientist. I don't know the Clearly. answers. All right, this is not what we're here to talk about today. Uh, this is This Paranormal Life, where we talk about, granted, the shit Rory's talking about ain't normal. Yeah, um, it's pretty I'm, weird. I'm not sure that it's necessarily paranormal. Um... Today, pretty exciting, we have a listener suggestion that was written into us at thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com, an inbox that we monitor, I would say, once every six to 12 months. Uh, We go in there, delete a bunch of things, and occasionally if we accidentally read an email, we'll read it. But when I look back, this has actually been suggested by many, many people. So shout out to our cool and cute listeners, namely Abhishek Kumar Das, Timmy Nolan, Yashena, and Avani Tripathi. Avani wrote. Yeah, sorry, I'm just seeing some of these emails now. Um, one of them here is marked uh, urgent. Hmm? And it says, uh, time is of the essence. This is an emergency. 
I am locked in the closet. There's something outside. Please help. Please you, help. I think I spam. I'm going to delete that. That uh, was sent in 2014. Uh -huh. um, so this uh, next one here just says, uh, please help. Please help. Urgent. See the, you I, mark that as spam. I, I, I see here on the logs. Dude, it's always like DFS sales, this, like discount code, that. Like, I don't even bother to read those. Like, it's all good. I, just, I kind of just go in there and mark everything spam because, like, honestly, most of it is. Right. So but this one here says, Kit, it's me. This isn't spam. There's a demon. See, they've got so much information on us, like 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 DFS. Not to hone in on DFS in particular, but like those those motherfuckers, like they'll oh, do they anything to sell us. So right, far. You know right, what I mean? right, yeah. So like this sale is demonic. Right. You know, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I well, so I guess like we can check that theory. Let's look at what was the email address it came from. Was it a DFS uh, email address? This was Susan H at Hotmail.co.uk. So okay, so that. Hmm, that might have been a real email. And I just tried to respond and it bounced back. So I think she's gone from Ooh. not even Earth, but maybe existence. Okay. The world of the living. Yikes. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll put my hand up there. Should have been paying a little bit more attention to the inbox, but there can't be too many like that, right? I mean, you said that was like last week or something, right? Uh, No, that was 2014. There's quite a few more. Ooh. Quite a few more there. But, so that uh, was, oh, wow. That was a long time ago. But so. maybe all these people aren't dead yet. And that's why we're covering, covering it on today's podcast, right? For those still Avani struggling. wrote this in 2014. Avani did this in 2014. Okay. They write, Hey guys, I'm not an old time listener, but I recently found your podcast and I'm enjoying listening to it. I'm not sure if you've investigated the case of Bangar Fort yet. It's considered to be the most haunted place in India and it is strictly forbidden to visit after sundown. Damn. I myself have visited it during the early hours of the day, but the people living in the neighboring town claim to hear drums, voices, and a lot of other noises at night they claim the town comes alive at night okay okay nothing nothing you know fully paranormal just yet those are all kind of normal sounds little weird to be all happening together at night there's no still. one there there is no one <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> uh this is like picking up finding the jumanji board game on the beach and you're like okay jungle drums pretty up I don't see a drummer anywhere nearby, but that is a normal sound. Technically a normal <laughs> sound. Yeah. Oh, that piece just moved by itself, and that kid became a monkey. Things are getting a little weird now. Monkey, a normal animal. An animal from our world. A lot of scientists believe humans did come from monkeys, so maybe it's not so that weird. So if we go weird. back, is that so strange? <laughs> it's a weird sketch guy trying to justify, justify Jumanji. Jumanji. <laughs> Board games are getting pretty advanced these days. The technology is there. Yeah. Uh, Avani continues, please ignore my grammatical mistakes. English is not my first language. Well, fear not, Avani, your English was literally perfect. And thanks for the suggestion. And I'm dyslexic anyway. And you know what? We're going to get right into this very paranormal case right after a couple of words from today's sponsors. All right, Rory, we start our journey in... Mm. All right, Rory, we start... Mm. Mm. <laughs> You gotta stop making that noise. It's really, throwing. It's really weird. <laughs> like it's okay to make a mistake, but don't be so mad at yourself that, you, that it's like Stupid. you gotta start over. Ow. <laughs> don't, don't hit yourself. All right, Rory. Today we started. <laughs> what is this noise that you're making? Sorry, I took some Adderall before this. Um, Why? I thought it would help me. I hear it helps you focus. Um, it didn't, so I the, actually the end of this script isn't actually done yet. Um, I got distracted and opened up about 16 eBay tabs. I'm actually bidding on some pretty exciting paranormal artifacts, but I think I'm going to be able to mentally kind of like lay the railway tracks in front of me as I'm rolling along them. You know what I'm saying? Focus wasn't the problem, by the way. <laughs> no point of this problem we're having right now is due to focus. So you didn't need the Adderall. I'm just going to take another. I wouldn't. Oh! That looked like right. a couple. I think that's going to... That was five or six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Rory, we're going to get stuck into uh, our journey today. It's going to be hard to cut around this. In the <laughs> it is very going to be very hard. We've got a good editor. I, I trust them. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna. I think I just need a little bit of. I think they're, to be honest, I think they're stuck in my throat. I think that's where the, the sign's coming from. Ah! Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Just a little, little bit of from, from my friend, Dr. Pellegrino. Okay. 
All right, Rory, today we start our journey in the village of Gola Kabas in India's Rajasthan region. Among the hustle and bustle of pedestrian and road traffic and trade, three teenage boys were walking through the street. I'm bored. Can we get out of town? Oh, I know. We could walk out to Bangar Fort. It'll be nice and quiet out there. Are you nuts? It'll be dark soon. You'd have to be crazy to go to that place at night. No, but I'm going crazy. Why do we have to go to a dangerous, haunted fort? Can't we just do regular, long-term damaging teenage activities like smoking cigarettes, binge drinking? Look, we don't have to go all the way there. But can we at least walk in that direction? I just want to hear myself think. This town is so busy today. Fine, we'll just walk that way. The three wandered westward, and though the town's hubbub faded away, the air was thick with conversation about the fort at Bangar. I heard two boys went out and visited after dark and never came home. What, what if that happened to us? No way. I don't believe that. And if it did happen, it wasn't the fort. It was probably tigers. Tigers? We'll be fine. If you see one, just remember to stay very still. Or run. Whatever it was. Okay, you stay still and I'll run. At least one of us will be fine. The stories grew wilder as they marched on. Or, or, uh, what about those tourists? I heard they paid off their guide to spend a night at the fort. When they began exploring, they came across a little boy sitting in a room. But it had no doors or windows low enough for him to have got into. He was just there. Well, maybe we'll see him. We're here. Uh, what? We're actually going in? The boys looked ahead and saw the grand walls of the fortress in the distance, bathed in the glow of the setting sun. It was a grand structure with high walls and round turrets, all made from the same golden brown bricks. The teens wandered through the narrow entranceway, looking up at the 500-year-old fortress before them. There was a whole town here once, you know. To this day, no one knows what happened to all the people that lived here. That's cool. I just found a skeleton with a bunch of tiger marks in it, so... No one knows. They stomped through the undergrowth. They couldn't stop thinking about how many people must have died here over 500 years. The place was alive with energy. But not only that, it felt like they weren't alone, like they were being followed by something. Cool, cool. Don't want to derail us too much. And mm -hmm. hey, loving the story so far. Uh, this is pure fiction though, right? This is... I'm sorry. Uh, whoa. I'm just not entirely sure I'm how... <laughs> sorry, how dare you? How you know the dialogue that these children had in this adventure in an old cat. I just, I just want to know where gonna, this is I'm not, not going to give the gig away. I'm not going to give the gig away. But in a few minutes, you're going to be really fucking sorry for what you just said. I just want to really know where this, sorry. Is, where this is coming from as well. That would just, <laughs> just be great to have like... Is there a citation or like uh, a bibliography that I can look at? I didn't know credits? I was going to get attacked like this. And I honestly... Feel like I need another couple of Adderall just you to don't. get through the accusation. You definitely don't. <laughs> All right. I just want to see the ruins of the village. It can't be much further. It could be right in front of us. It's so dark I can't even see where I'm putting my feet. Just then, he stepped on a flimsy wooden board covering up an old well. He tumbled to the bottom, hitting the sides all the way down. He died? Oh my God! Are you okay? Ah. Uh... Yeah, I think I'm okay. Help me out. The boys managed to make a human ladder, and although the walls of the well were crumbling at the slightest touch, they managed to pull him on. A human ladder? Out of bones? <laughs> uh, I think they just like, one person kind of leans down over the edge, the other person holds onto them outside the well so they don't fall in, they lift the other person out, that type of thing. I think that's just kind of grabbing people. I don't know if three dudes can be a ladder. It's I not mean, human centipede. <laughs> We're not like connecting them asshole to asshole. It's, they're just hanging on to each other. Okay, okay. Once they got out, they limped their way towards the main road, back to town and maybe hospital, feeling a wave of relief as the old fort got further and further away. Any romanticism they had had about this place was long gone. In the dark, it looked like the gateway to hell. They felt lucky to have survived. Whew, that was close, guys. Wow, what a rush. I'm so full of adrenaline. We should be careful though. Crazy drivers come through here and we don't want to get hit by it. All three of the young men were killed instantly in that fateful moment, hit by a truck. What is this story? What is this? Is this even paranormal? You're just saying a bunch of kids got hit by a car. News spread to the town quickly of what happened. And while they were all saddened, few were surprised. After all, it was predestination. 
by choosing to visit Bangar Fort after nightfall, they had sealed their destiny. Alright, some sort it's some sort of cursed location, is that the idea? Bangar Fort is so dark, mysterious, cursed, and haunted all at once that the boys knew you weren't supposed to go there after dark. And when the locals heard that that's exactly what they had done, they knew it was only <laughs> They hit him with a car. Because <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have been doing it, and they needed to learn a lesson. <laughs> they knew that they were going to get final destination. As sad and grim as it is. You make it sound like the kids were lying on the street, and it's like, I mean, try and resuscitate them or something, right? No, nope. <laughs> their fates are sealed. That one seems to be all right. He's kind of limping a little bit. He's done for. <laughs> Back to the village. They run up with a two by four. <laughs> yeah, predestination. Back to the village. Terry, release the wolves. All right, now you're killing them. Uh, wow, that's kind of cool. Hey, we've talked about haunted locations on this podcast before, but rarely do we ever talk about a place so haunted that merely entering it uh, inflicts you with a curse that claims your life. That's next level. Probably the closest thing would be uh, Tutankhamun's burial room or whatever. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. When uh, Howard Carter went inside, ignored the warnings and the curses. Uh, yeah, he, he inflicted uh, the wrath of the ancient mummy upon him and the other archaeologists. So I guess that would be something quite similar. Yeah. You've said it. What we have on our hands today is a giant haunted and, as we've just seen, potentially cursed fort. You thought haunted houses were bad. This is basically a whole castle. So I think it's time that I show you some photos and potentially tell you a bit more about Bangar Fort. It's really quite cool. It was built in the 1500s, about 150 miles outside Delhi, built by the Raja Bhagwan Das. A Raja, of course, is basically an Indian equivalent to a king. So it's huge. It has the ruins of a king's palace, huge defensive fortifications, countless ruins of temples inside, the haunting potential here is absolutely off the chain. But I'm glad you actually said it earlier. At the same time, can you imagine being a kid and being told you're not allowed to explore this magical kingdom of temples? Yeah. Like, there's no way you could keep them away. Yeah, you can't be the parent that's like, hey, uh, you know, we just want to make sure you guys are back by dinner. Um, if the street lights come on, time to come home. And don't go into the magical forbidden kingdom of lost gold treasure. Don't even think about it, all right? Because, yeah, some say there's a chocolate river. <laughs> some people say video games grow on trees, but those are just myths. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to go myself to look at it. They could be true, honestly, but don't even think about going there. And whenever I was young, all my friends went and had a rad time, and I was the only one not allowed to go, and it did ruin my childhood, <laughs> but that's why you're also not allowed to go. They're going to go. They're going to want to go. It's like in uh, The Lion King when uh, Mufasa, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I might be butchering <laughs> this. Mufasa says, hey, kid, don't go over there. It's fucking not ours. Yeah. They're like, they're close like, enough. see, see, look how far you can see. Mm -hmm. Is it to that, to that tree over there? That's as far as you're going. Anything beyond that tree? Mm -hmm. uh, don't do it. Don't do it, kid. It's going to get, it's going to get weird. Uh, then, um, spoiler alert, Mufasa dies and Sinbad uh, eats a couple bugs and goes on an adventure. Sinbad to the to the what's you his name? Simba. 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 Simba the sailor. He he eats a couple bugs with a with a rat and a pumba, and a and a pig, and then he um eventually becomes the king himself. A rat and a pumba, a meerkat, <laughs> and but, a warthog. But my point being that uh, he was warned not to go to the dark side of the the Sahara, and I think he did it. I don't remember. But there were consequences. And listen, we all grew up with our own version of that kind of metaphor. For me and you probably, it was don't go to that CD nightclub and drink WKD Blue. Right. But you tell us that. What do you think is the first thing we're going to do? Yeah, exactly. I was actually told not to go to Kit's house because they were like, <laughs> right. that kid's really weird. A lot of the other parents are concerned about some of the, the things he's telling the other kids. He smells funny. He's really strange. I didn't, and I don't. So. And, but then, of course, that made me just want to hang out with Kit even more. Because my parents told me that I couldn't hang out with Kit. And he's actually a pretty chill guy. And some of the things he believes in, like UFOs and aliens, and the fact that lizard people are real, 
Yeah, they're actually pretty con- convincing. And uh, um, all people make mistakes. Uh, that's why they put rubbers on the end of pencils. Uh, we've all put a hamster in a microwave, like <laughs> Kit. <laughs> Rory, check out these images of Bangar Fort. Uh, Kit has not even cherry-picked these images. He just typed the name of the fort into Google and handed me <laughs> the Google, Google image tab. Search results. <laughs> so I'm just looking at hundreds of pictures here. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be looking at. Honestly, fort is not even a good word to describe it. It, it is. It's really like a castle grounds or like a palace grounds because there's countless individual buildings inside it, temples, palaces, whatever. Yeah, Palace is not doing it right. It looks like it is a village. Yeah. Like, because inside of it is so much other shit. Um, You should not let kids roam around here. There's a lot of very (laughs) steep drops, a lot of very dark cavernous areas where uh, little children are going to die. That sounded like a threat. That did not mean to come off like a threat. But I mean, are you seeing this? Look at some of these fucking buildings, man. They're insane. That is crazy. The problem is, as cool as it is to explore this area, countless deaths and gruesome events have unfolded within those walls in the last 500 years. And those who visit the ruins report feeling plagued by restlessness, anxiety and paranoia, with many saying they feel they're being watched or followed. Many tourists even cut their whole visit short because they feel so uncomfortable. And pretty creepy that visitors alone say that, but our next clue is even more obvious of how dark this place is. The government has forbidden anyone to enter after sundown. There are tons of signs up even warning you not to stay after sunset. That's like saying, my, my local Starbucks closes at 6pm because if you had the f***ing audacity to try and order an ice latte at 6.01... Bloody Mary herself will appear. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when they close. It's when the attendants go home and people stop working at the Starbucks. Yeah, well, tell that to the three <laughs> kids who are turned into pancakes, Rory, after they visiting. They didn't even die in the building. They were hit by a car. Yeah, because they were cursed. <laughs> because they were cursed by going after dark. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Hundreds of visitors have reported seeing ghostly apparitions along with reports of music and dancing coming from within the city and fortress with no explanation. At night? No, not at night. <laughs> Not at night. <laughs> okay. Kit's face right now is that of a pirate captain realizing mm. there's too Brr. many holes in the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I just need another couple out of all to plug the holes. As we know from many this paranormal life investigations, wherever there's a curse, there's a creepy origin story. Yeah. That's how it works. They don't just come out of nowhere. And Bangar Fort is no exception. One story takes us back to the fort's earliest beginnings when it was first built by the king. The king was on a scouting mission, checking out surrounding lands to decide where everything would go. It was a blank canvas, completely untouched land. A 16th century empty Minecraft server that he could start building on. Except, that is, for one tiny house on top of a hill that overlooked the whole land. You see, in that house lived a little Yoda-looking holy man called Baba Palau Nath. And every day he would hike on the land, meditating from sunrise to sunset. When he heard about the plans to build a huge defensive fortress, Baba Palonath told the king, You may have my blessing to build upon this land. Thanks for that, mate. Nice one. Not like I'm king or anything. You're lucky I don't have you clubbed on the head for that. Under one condition. Build what you like. Towers, walls, gates and castles. But none should be as tall as my house on the hill. If a single shadow from the fortress touches my walls and blocks out the sun, there will be consequences. Motherfucker. <laughs> okay, just club him now. The king had to resist calling his men to put this guy in a headlock. But after all, he was a man of honor and he agreed. The fort was built and they stuck to the agreement. The holy man's house was still splashed in sun all day long and a thriving town grew into life around the fortress. Hmm. Everyone was happy, everything was in balance. That is, until the king died and was replaced by his grandson. When the grandson looked around, he couldn't help but feel a little underwhelmed. The walls were looking a little small, he thought. Well, that wouldn't do. He created huge new walls, making it much taller than it was before. And you guessed it. 
now blocking the sun from the old man's house. All right, we're going to pause it right there. How did the king show up when the kingdom didn't exist and there's a 90-year-old man on the mountaintop? <laughs> now the entire kingdom is built, the king is dead, his grandson is a man, and the old guy's still up in the mountain and he's not dead? I said he was like Yoda. A whole civilization has been built. And he's like, too tall! It's like, oh, have you been waiting for this moment? It's been literally 300 years. But what the new king hadn't understood was that while this wrinkled old man looked harmless, he was a holy man after all. He had a power that the mere mortals that lived alongside him could not understand. The words of the man echoed in his ears. There will be consequences, motherfucker. The ground began to quake. The people of the town fled for cover, but there was no escape for the standing structures. The fort's new upper floors tumbled to the ground, as did the majority of the houses. The region had to be abandoned, and the remains that were left are still standing to this day. It's said that more than half the entire population, including the king, left overnight. Wow. I don't think you can call yourself a holy man <laughs> if you open up a portal to hell. <laughs> Demogorgons just coming out. Fly, my pretties, fly! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, is, it is Jesus's will! It's like, is it though? Because a lot of these guys are coming from downstairs. <laughs> I, I do wonder if uh, that's a little bit of a uh, translation issue. Of course, right. Indian culture, completely yeah. different. Yeah, of course. You know, so, for example, I'm calling him a king. He was realistically maybe a raja. Yep. Holy same, man. Holy man. Doesn't mean Jesus. Could be... Death, death wizard. Yeah, of course. We don't know. Spiritual. He's spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just something so funny about that. No, it's me, holy. Look, here's my buddy, Moses. <laughs> Moses has horns <laughs> and a pitchfork. I don't think he had that in the Bible. He did. He did. They didn't talk about it much. <laughs> but you're, he did. You're wearing an ACDC t-shirt. You clearly bat for one side. And I can tell which one it is. This might sound crazy, but if you travel to this area, you'll notice something really strange. None of the houses in this surrounding kind of abandoned region, none of them have a roof. Every single roof has been destroyed or has collapsed. Wow. It's believed that this old man cursed the area so that no building would stand tall again. And no matter how many times you try to build a roof on a building, it will collapse. Hmm. Tons of people have actually, sadly, been killed by their roof collapsing on top of them. Uh, for generations, people have tried and allegedly always comes out with the same result. You know, I'd love to give this a shot myself, but um, my career as a Jenga player is maybe an indication that I should not be trusted with any form of construction. No. Really. Um, so if these people are having problems, I think I definitely would too. Rory sent a toddler to hospital when he was playing Jenga in a pub in East London one week. Yeah. The, the tower came tumbling down on little Freddy's head. <laughs> so we can't let him near actual bricks and mortar. So we will talk more on the hauntings later, but what I want to focus on for now is this curse surrounding the building. After all, that is supposedly what killed those boys in the beginning and is the reason people are forbidden from entering the fort at night. When we're going to get into exactly what that curse is right after some words from today's sponsors. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp. 
Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for better help together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Rory, we've covered a lot of curses in the past. Does that curse origin story make sense to you? Kind of. Uh, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a hard one when we come up with stories like this because, you know, you can have an amazing location, a great story based there as well, that, that maybe there's some physical truth to the fact that there are no roofs, the fact that there is a civilization that no longer lives there. But when your origin of the curse is an old wizard that just said, now there's a curse. Uh -huh. uh, those are always a little bit hard to uh, take seriously as a paranormal case. You think? A little bit. A little bit. See, I'm a, maybe I'm a simpler man than, than you, Rory. I see a wizard. He says the word curse. I'm sold. Double yes. Well, it actually turns out that there's another explanation, another curse story for why uh, this region is cursed. So... We actually have a strange luxury today of uh, getting to pick which one we prefer. Okay, okay. Excited to hear option number two. The other concerns a beautiful princess. Oh, I'm in. Here we go. The region was once home to a beautiful princess, Ratnavati. She was so very lovely that she had the interest of rich and powerful suitors from all over the continent. But unfortunately for her, she was turning other heads, creepy heads, that only cared about her looks and what they could do to make her theirs. Right. One day, the princess was out at a market buying perfume when she caught the attention of an evil wizard. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I just, I just, I was really hoping it was kind of going to be one of these things where it's like, we have two choices. We have this one that's like, you uh -huh. know, a cursed old ancient man living on the mountains who's a thousand years old. <laughs> or we have like this one, which is maybe like, a little bit more realistic, like option number two, which is a little more grounded. Um, so I just wasn't expecting. It's a curse. Okay. How grounded could it be? I don't know. Not involving a, a wizard, maybe? It's a paranormal maybe? curse. Okay. I just didn't know both options were wizards. It seems like <laughs> right, wizard could different. have been option they're one. Not that <laughs> and option two could have been something else. <laughs> all right. Okay. It's like, well, all right, but then we have option two, a wizard in green robes. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from that identical story. All right, the or stories, three. Some say he didn't have a beard. The, story, the <laughs> stories are quite different, and I would ask you to hold your tongue until the, I finish the story, which is almost over. Okay, she's picking up some Britney Spears fantasy at the marketplace. An evil wizard shows up. He sees her picking up the, the, the perfume. It's a good scent. He hatches a plan. He has a vial of love potion hidden in his robes. And when she's not looking, he swaps her perfume with the love potion. She buys the quote-unquote perfume and leaves the market and begins walking home, followed by the evil wizard. This is arguably wilder than the first one. <laughs> I think you see where this is going. He stops her and says, why, what did you pick up from the market? She explains that she picked up a wonderful perfume. He says, oh, how lovely. Uh, do you want to try it? Do you want to try it so that, so that <laughs> I can smell it? Try it, try it now in front of me. Use it, drink it. I see, I see. She takes it out, and before she sprays it, she smells it and realizes she might be very lovely, but she's also wasn't born yesterday. And she remembers that is not the scent that she bought at the market. She realizes what's going on, and she throws the vial of love potion. It hits a giant round boulder <laughs> that was right next to the evil wizard. All right. And I'm not f***ing making this up. The boulder rolls over and crushes the evil wizard. Crushed, option one. Option one I prefer un, now. Almost done here. Almost done. <laughs> crushed under this giant Indiana Jones round boulder. He says, 
curse this town. Once I'm dead, let no other soul survive. The very next morning, the fort, its town, and all its people had been invaded by an enemy army, decimating all of it. Okay. Wow. That was pretty, like, moving uh, as well as, like, kind of fascinating and paranormal. Let's move on. What, what else are we what else are talking about <laughs> so, today? Like, sorry, but, sorry. like, <laughs> out, of the, out of the two, is like, one of those, like, jumping out to you as, like, more likely to get us a yes today? No, neither. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to be something that I could even conclude on, uh-huh. but no. Do I think it was Yoda summoning demons to crack the land? Right. Or do I think it was a magical princess and a love potion? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Is is option number three a Scottish ogre and a talking donkey <laughs> that that went there? Well, now you mention it, there is some other explanations that if you have time for, we could get into. I'm fine. I think I'm fine. All right, we'll move on. Okay, I'm sensing uh, quite a lot of animosity. I will say sure. from Rory about um where this story is going. So maybe, so maybe we should think <laughs> quickly about uh <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> the the backstory, the, the the level that you were talk that we're talking about this case is is no different. If you had sat down tonight and it's like, our story begins with three little piglets <laughs> that decided one day to build a house. <laughs> Rumors have it that allegedly a wolf, both big and bad, no, descended bullshit. upon the piggies. Bullshit. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> It's the exact same thing. You're talking about a a magical princess and love potions and a boulder falling on a wizard. All right. If you're not going to take me seriously, how about you take seriously the head of the Indian Society of the Paranormal? And yeah, he wears a robe and a pointy hat. But that's just his vibe. The BBC interviewed the head of the Indian Paranormal Society, Siddharth Bandwal. You have all kind of animals making different sounds. There are a bunch of monkeys who stay inside. Mostly they, they take shelters on the trees that are around there. So there are branches that shake, there are leaves that rustle, and it definitely creates a very spooky kind of a voice. Most probably there is a psychological impact that has been created maybe by the people who stay there or maybe in general because of all these tales or all these stories that are revolving around the place. We've been to Bhangar multiple times. Our team was the first one to actually visit Bhangar uh, back in 2012 itself. That was the first time a paranormal team had visited that place. Uh, it had stayed for the night there and it had investigated thoroughly. The preliminary investigation that we do, it's all based on the readings that we get. We didn't find any unusual fluctuations or they were there was not much activity as such, to be very oh. honest. Oh, uh, which shut I this off. Documented oh, crap. No, sorry. <clears throat> sorry, I was, uh, I was supposed to... Uh... Hit stop on that before. Uh, before he said there was nothing there. <laughs> he didn't say that. He said, I think he said uh, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't get any. Yeah, we didn't get any readings of anything, and we didn't find much to be honest. Yeah, and I'm sure it's cut from the episode, but listeners should know before <laughs> Kit played that clip, he accidentally played a clip that happens way later in this video, where the guy says that all the rustling and noises is basically caused by wild monkeys. <laughs> mention that <laughs> right next to this fort is a tiger reservation? I don't think so. Yeah, there's a lot of f***ing animals around, man. <laughs> there's a lot of animals. Uh, okay. I'm just saying there's a chance. <laughs> Kid basically went, I think that you're going to find this evidence pretty convincing. Hits Blake. <laughs> uh, as you can see, it's monkeys. All monkeys. Always has been. Always will be. Shut that down! Shut it down! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were the first paranormal team that ever went and we didn't find anything. I will say, some people think that the reason who no one comes back after visiting at night because of the monkeys is because there's a lot of tigers and panthers and monkeys, bro. And monkeys monkey. will they'll, they'll kill you. Yeah, uh, th- there's a chance. There's a chance that these people might die on the way back or in the fort because there's so many dangerous wild animals around. And I'm going to say it right now, if you are eaten by a tiger or a panther or bitten by a monkey with rabies inside of the fort, that is not the curse of the fort. That is <laughs> the nature of the jungle taking effect. Uh-huh. That is, you could say that is the law of the jungle. I did want to point out something cool, though. I found an interesting through line from this investigation to a long ago past TPL investigation. Mm, okay. Mm, all right. 
We're at this bit where it showed the Indian Paranormal Society going on location, measuring it. I thought to myself, that bloke in there, those images look weirdly familiar. Do you remember them? No, I don't think so. We did a story years ago. I don't really remember whether it was a main episode or a bonus or whatever, but the man in that image, the first person to investigate Bangar Fort in person from a, from a paranormal team and society of investigators was a man called Gaurav Tiwari. He was a paranormal investigator famous all over India until he sadly died in kind of much, let's say much talked about circumstances. Uh, very young, he died in 2016. Wow. Uh, and I think we talked about it before because the chat at the time in India and in the paranormal community was this guy has investigated so many f***ed up cursed places. There's no way him dying young wasn't a result of a curse. And the temptation is, of course, with this, uh, to connect it to Bangar Fort. Sadly, just to be completely honest with the listeners, from what I've gathered, it seems that he died of suicide. So there was a there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of chat at the time. We even talked about it in the podcast um, because I guess for a while people didn't know, and there was a bit of fun of like, oh, like this guy talked about you know the MI. He's like us. He's talking about the MIB. He's talking about the powers that be out there right. shutting the paranormal down. Um, to be clear, that is not what happened. What uh, was the other case that he popped up in? Do you remember that we did? I think uh, I don't actually remember. It might have honestly just been about him. Oh. Uh, so yeah, it's someone we've talked about a lot before. Uh, so really cool to see him. I should say he actually founded, started the Indian Paranormal Society. Wow. Oh, so RIP, man. That's left, sad to lose a homie. He left quite a legacy. Um, and really cool that, I mean, it just goes to show how, I guess, honest he was because his team went, they looked into it and he said, to be honest, we didn't find anything. Nothing here. A lot of monkeys, but <laughs> they are not paranormal. They're just very angry. I'm going to keep it real with you, chief. I did not get to present uh, that final piece of evidence in the manner that I would have hoped. Uh, but that being said, I have done my duty as a paranormal investigator. I have presented to you in its entirety the history of Bangar Fort, India's quote-unquote most haunted site, the reasons for why it may be cursed to this very day, uh, and the findings of some talented paranormal investigators on the ground. Uh, where's your head at? What are you thinking about this case? You know, it's interesting to get a nice mix on uh, this paranormal life. Yeah, previous episodes uh, this year that I've investigated, I've brought to the table uh, photographs of declassified government documentation, uh, even pictures of actual, you know, UFOs or, you know, testimonies from witnesses that are actual audio recordings. And then, you know, we've got other great evidence like Kit telling stories about wizards, um, you know, like... Lord of the Rings or f***ing Harry Potter. You know, it's all, all good. Fucker. It's all good You want to go toe-to-toe? <laughs> we recorded a recent episode where Rory got extremely angry with me. We don't know if it's out yet. For, for a we case, don't know if it's out for yet. For a case where uh, I'm just he saying. got extremely angry for a case that uh, there there was no physical evidence. I actually... You, you didn't show me a photo uh, or uh, or whatever. There, I, there, there was a lot of testimony. I actually sure. had a picture I forgot to show you. I, I did. <laughs> I did. Well, that's extremely convenient. That's and, uh, yeah. Oh, you know that's what? Like, <laughs> I'm just closing my laptop because the investigation is done, but oh, I had a bunch of photos I'm going to show you, bud. We still got time. Open that puppy up and show me a picture of the wizard. Oh, out of battery. Out of battery. So um, we'll have to use um, our imaginations. All right. Well, I'll, all I'll have to go on is just everything that you said so far, which was two bedtime stories and a picture of some rocks on Google. Uh, and, a, and a story that I don't even know where it came from about three kids getting hit by a truck. Well, that really happened. So, R.I.P. to those did kids. Did it? It did. Uh, from where? Where did you hear that? <laughs> How did we have their dialogue from inside the building? <laughs> the local townspeople, local townspeople tell that story to this day. Okay, okay. Hey, look, uh, it's an interesting story. I can't say it's one that I necessarily believe there's an inch of truth to. Uh, we're just looking at an old-timey civilization. Natural disasters happen all the time. Regular disasters happen all the time. I mean, for example... Look at uh, where we grew up, the case of Dunluce Castle, which is an old castle built on the cliffside near our hometown, where at one point in the history of the castle, there was erosion in the cliffs and the entire banquet hall fell off into the ocean and everyone died. <laughs> I think, to be fair, there is a curse story around that. Of course, <laughs> of course there is, about a wizard or someone not being happy or a princess yeah. or a king or something. 
Because anytime something like that happens, that that's going to be a way you can tell that story. It's a lot more interesting than saying, yeah, see, what actually happens is uh, the waves crashing against the shore eventually uh, jeopardize the structural integrity of the cliffs, and uh, eventually through erosion, the cliffs will uh, become structurally unsound and uh, the castle will become susceptible to uh, damage. Or you'll say, a long time ago, <laughs> there was a man in a little hut. People are going to remember the man in the little hut. Right. Uh, they're not going to want to tell stories, pass them down to their grandkids about the erosion of, uh, of the world's coasts. Um, and I think that's probably what happened today. It's it's not interesting to tell the story of the fort that fell down. It is interesting to talk about love potions and beautiful princesses and evil wizards getting banged by boulders. Yeah, there was a bit in that video I didn't show you where they said they probably just ran out of water. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say- They ran out of water and killed each other with rocks. <laughs> it was pretty grisly. Uh, we're not proud of it, uh, but that is what happened because historians documented it. Yeah, for what it's worth, I'm on the same page as you. With this case, I was excited to look into it. I mean, I still really enjoyed researching it, but I was slightly surprised. Now, this could also be a language buyer thing, but I was slightly surprised at the frequent and braggadocious claim that this is the most haunted site in India. That would lead us as paranormal investigators to believe that there would be bountiful pictures or videos or strange occurrences that witnesses had had, you know, just something to chew on in terms of like, I saw a ghost. I saw this, this moved. Yeah. Uh, this, even just, I was walking through and a boulder almost hit me. Something, anything. Yeah. Uh, but from all my searching, I really found nothing. Uh, and I watched quite a few videos of people even talking about it, even reading the YouTube comments. Tons of people going, yeah, I stayed overnight, um, literally nothing. Uh, even our friends in the Indian Paranormal Society there saying, we looked and we got next to nothing. So we may be, in this case, respectfully have to say um, it's really fun, but uh, until we see more evidence, this might be more tourist marketing than uh, kind of much more than that. A hundred percent. And that's nonsense because I feel like we've investigated cases on this podcast before in India that have had better evidence that was a lot more convincing. I mean, there's the thing. You can give anything the name. This is actually the most haunted X in Y. It's not like a Guinness World Record. You don't need a plaque to prove it. People just throw that shit around all the time. Oh, this is actually the most haunted hotel in the UK. Oh, this is the most haunted bathtub in all of Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, you don't need a qualification to say that, so people chuck that shit around everywhere. Uh, but you can tell when a case has some genuine paranormal footing. Uh, it's a no. It's a no. Double no. For today on the case of the Bangar Fort. But thank you so much to everyone who wrote in and uh, suggested it. Really appreciate it. Nice to get back to India. Uh, we haven't done a case there in a little while, but we have... Well, there's been some great ones over the years. Uh, the Delhi Shadow Monkey, for one. That was genuinely more paranormal. That had more evidence than this case <laughs> did. Um, and that did involve a monkey. So it could be tied in to this place. Is this his home? We don't know. Uh, we do not know. Thank you, of course, to Amy Grisdale for researching that case. And thank you to Philip Shacklady for editing. Unfortunately, it is a double no, uh, because, you know, with these paranormal cases, we take it very seriously. To get that elusive double yes, you need you need a convincing story. You need witness testimonies. You, mm. huh, huh, I guess that's... It's kind of everything that I had when I did my story. But now that I think about it, that's weird. Yeah, a little bit of a lack of evidence, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, there's a, a lot of evidence. Of a... There's a lot of evidence. It's pretty actually convincing. Uh, yeah, I don't... You I don't need reliable I witnesses. I actually huh. recall pictures, though. Huh. I guess they were kind of reliable because they were all in the uh, military and they were pilots of planes. They said they were things, in the military, so. but yeah. between uh. you and me, they were just f***ing guys with mustaches. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't recall, I don't recall laying eyes on any kind of alien... Like, anything that would be paranormal, though, is a thing. Like, anything like, like a grey or, like, a UFO. Like, I didn't see... I didn't see anything, you know? I... Uh, the picture's here somewhere. <laughs> I'm not. I'm The fucked up thing is, we don't even because we're recording these out of order. We don't even know where this is lying, so we might be giving it's, some shit oh, away. <laughs> I'm showing you a picture. Even this, if this is out of order, then people are gonna find it even funnier. This is gonna be. This picture is. There's a lot, a lot of weight, a lot of pressure on this picture. Yeah, trust me, it's gonna do nothing to convince you. You want to <laughs> see a picture of the UFO kit? Look at that. Oh. 
All right, he's just shown me the lights off in his apartment, and I guess there's some Philips Hue lights on the background. Maybe a fire pit, maybe this is a barbecue somewhere. That was taken of the craft that night. Those are not regular lights. That is first-hand evidence of the UFO. And it's too late. We're not going to argue about it anymore, all right? Because the Rorians, strong and true, have taken up their position in the paranormal commune. All right, all right, all right. Hey, hey, I, I don't know if we're going to have some Bangar Fort truthers. There might be some um, people in the, in the commune who've been to it and have said, F*** you. I've seen the ghost, so I, I would love to hear from them, too. Yeah, uh, get in touch. Right into this Paranormal Life podcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up on socials. The links to all of them are in the description of this podcast. Probably um, email me directly, because now that we know Kit is working for the bad guys, right. he'll just delete all those emails before I can even look at them. So probably just best to do it to me. Yeah, cool. Do you want to give your personal email address on the podcast so people can, can get that to you? Uh, DM me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> DM me on Twitter or Instagram. I like convincing uh, shit. And, and if of you're course, interested if, in joining, the, sorry, if you're interested in joining my team, the Rorians, uh-huh. uh, do get in touch because numbers are low. We <laughs> kind of the rally wasn't quite as strong right. as we want. So we're always looking for new members. Right. Yeah. yeah we're yeah, always yeah, looking yeah. for new members to, who really believe in the. Which, for reference, is kind of it's like Team Jacob, you know, Team whatever. Uh, you don't even know the second guy. I don't. Which is offensive. Which is a bit like this one. It's like I don't even care about your side uh, to the extent that I don't even know the name. Edward cares about Jacob. Let me tell you, he does. He's worried. He's worried he's going to move in on Bella. And if you want to see <laughs> us argue in HD, <laughs> head on over to YouTube, search This Paranormal Life, or follow the link in this description, or hit us up on socials. Uh, we're on TikTok, on Instagram, and Twitter, and you can uh, catch clips of TPL, of new episodes, uh, coming out every week. Hell yeah. Of course, the other place to get us is over on Patreon.com. Huge back catalogue of bonus episodes and after parties, behind the scenes content, along with many other cool rewards, including a shout out at the end of an episode. Whoa! And I appreciate, like I say, we might be recording these uh, out of order. So don't be alarmed if you're waiting on yours and you're not hearing it this week. But because of how we're recording these, I am shouting out just one person this week. So thank you so much to Jim Morphis Gas. Jim is less of a human and more of a, you guessed it, amorphous gas. Okay, that's fine. Morphous gases can still pay tax money. So welcome <laughs> to the commune. Wow, that's all friends. you care about. It's not all I care about. I also want to know if he's poisonous or not. <laughs> right, Because sure. if he is, go join Kit's side of the commune, <laughs> brother. I think you're going to fit in real, real good over there. And make yourself cozy. Spread yourself around. <laughs> all those doubting Thomases. Go on, Jim. Wow, so much animosity. <laughs> Jim, I uh, think you know where the good vibes are happening, and no. it is over in the kitten's no. side. Thank you, Jim, for your support. Thank you to everyone who's supporting us on Patreon. And everyone who's just listening to this, shout out to you guys um, for making this very thing possible. We're going to be back on Tuesday with another brand new paranormal argument and of course over on Patreon on Fridays and later in the month with bonus episodes. Whoa, so much cool shit. So we will see you next time in another new part of the world, hopefully, for another brand new paranormal tale. Bye-bye, folks. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.